Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's show. I am here with the brilliant, the amazing Jane Jewell, who is our managing director here at Clients On Demand. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about how to overcome self-doubt and self-sabotage. There's nothing that we see that kills businesses faster than when self-doubt just sort of reaches up and paralyzes you. And this is something that I don't care what kind of business you're trying to build or where you're trying to get to. All of us have our own sort of internal comfort zone that we think of what we think is possible for us and, and, and the actions that we're comfortable doing. And the moment we try to venture outside of that comfort zone and do something that's a little bit bigger than we than we thought we were we were capable of, most of us, myself included, have all of these fear thoughts that just come rushing to the forefront of our minds and are something so self-doubt and fear are something that happen all of the time. And, and it's just a question of do you have the skill set and the resources where you can deal with it and overcome it when it happens and when it comes up. And so that's what we yeah. wanted to talk to you about today. So it's a really big topic. Jane, how are you doing? Hey, hello, everyone. So I feel say, like I haven't been on a show with you in a little while. I know. It's like Mark and, uh, or Mark and Adrian have been, uh, have been uh, sucking all the air the out of the room show. lately. Always the Mark show. Losers. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so here's the thing about ahead. like doubt or uncertainty is the number one problem with doubt and uncertainty is we think we shouldn't have doubt feeling these things. When the truth of the matter is you never do something like super big and outrageous without a little bit of fear, without a little bit of, um, uncertainty and none of that would happen if you didn't have courage. Mm. So it's almost like you have to experience the uncertainty. You have to experience the not knowing. And in the face of that, you flip that around, you get to feel bold. You get to get into courageousness. You can't have one without the other. But the problem is that I see so many clients dipping into is feeling like, well, I shouldn't feel this way. You know what? I feel this way. I guess it's, it's just not meant to be. Mm. It's just not meant to be, which is such a funny thing. Like, you know, it's like, if I feel this way, it must not be meant to be. And I can see where that thought might've been originated, but most of the time, it's just an excuse to keep yourself small, right? Yeah. Like it's just something that says, and I'm not talking about you have to force everything, right? Like everything shouldn't feel like super forceful and super hard all the time. But when you're starting out, like you need a lot of gas, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need that chutzpah. You need that hustle. You need that grit. It feels hard at first. Now, once you get momentum, then it doesn't feel so hard. But in the beginning... You're creating muscles. It feels a little hard. So you made a couple of great points there, Jane, that I want to kind of like touch on. So the first thing is that, guys, everyone feels this way. You know, it's funny. I was reading an article the other day about this guy who's a free climber and he free climbs like these these mountains. I mean, like free climbing, like no rope, right. no nothing. The guys climb in like with just his hands and they actually 
you know, did a psychological study on this guy and they actually found out that this guy's actually like missing the part of the brain that creates He's a little crazy. Yeah. So like he literally physically does not have the part of the brain that creates fear. And so he's just like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to climb that mountain or whatever. Now that's probably not that great because now it's making him do like really, really dangerous stuff that most people would be like, uh, that's not such a good idea to like free climb El Capitan, like and be 3000 feet, you know, 3000 feet off the ground with no rope. I'm like, yeah, that's not, you know, I don't know about that. But, but those people aside who have like this, like literal physical abnormality, everybody feels massive, massive fear Mm. and massive anxiety. And I would even say that the bigger, the thing that you are trying to do, the more afraid you are going to be. And so yeah. I just want you guys to understand that it isn't this it isn't this thing where, you know, successful people or these go-getter people that they're not feeling the same fear that you are. I can promise you, yes, they are. The difference is that they've come into a knowledge of how to shift their thinking so that that fear doesn't paralyze them. And, and like Jane pointed out, so that's, so that's the first thing I want you guys to understand is that if you're feeling those things, you shouldn't be ashamed of it at all because everyone is totally afraid. But the second thing that I want to point out is that overcoming that fear is what gets you stronger. Because the truth is, even though you're always going to feel the fear, the moment you do something, the death of fear is certain. So when you do that thing that you're afraid of, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, all of a sudden you stop being afraid of it. And so then what happens is that comfort zone that you've built for yourself, it can now begin to expand and expand and expand and expand. And so where you guys want to be operating is right on that edge where you're not feeling safe and warm and cozy all the time where it's like, oh, this is a piece of cake. And at the same time, you're not, you're not, you're not putting yourself so far out on a limb that you're literally just like melting down with fear. You want to put yourself in that, in that stretch zone because where you're, where you're sort of right on the edge of like, this is scary as hell. I don't know if I can do it, but let's dive in and let's see what we can do. And then the more you do that, the more your circle expands in terms of what you're comfortable with yeah. and what you can achieve. And so yeah. this is this is this process that never, ever, ever ends. But I, I wanted to point that out, Jane, because I think that so many people are so ashamed by feeling that fear and feeling that self-doubt that they never actually take action. They never get off the ground and they tell themselves, well, yeah, you know, he can do that, but I can't do that because I'm, uh, you know, I don't know, that, that freaks me out. And and you just, you have to understand that everyone feels that way. I was talking to um, a gal who uh, is a friend of a friend and we just happened to be talking and, um, you know, she's got like a regular like nine to five type job and, and, and she's thinking about starting her own business. And I was mm-hmm. talking to her, JJ, about like, well, yeah, you know, just like set goals and like visualize and figure out what you want to do. And if it's something I can help you with, I'm more than happy to help. And just hearing me say things like set goals, you can do stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You've been she hanging was, out with me too long. She was so, well, <laughs> no, right. But just just so but just like me saying those things to her, she was starting to get like anxiety about it. Mm. just going like, oh, dude, yeah, you know, but you're like, you're telling me to like set goals and like, I don't know, man, that that whole idea of setting goals really freaks me out. Now for me, I was like, wait, that's like step one. It's just to to say, I'm going to do this, whether you actually go and do it or not. Like step one is just to be like, yeah, I want to make a million dollars. Cool. You know, or whatever it is. But, but for her even getting to that first step of just, just declaring what she wanted, 
was mm. was enough to give her anxiety. But I want you guys to understand that everyone who's ever done anything has felt some version of that. And yes, yeah, some people yeah. might feel it more. Some people might feel like less, but everyone feels it. So don't be ashamed at all. Just trust that the fact that you're feeling that fear in the first place is a sign that you're thinking about doing something that's probably going to change your life. Yeah. You're up to something big. I always say when you, you set a goal or an intention or have an outcome, it should always like kind of catch your breath a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like always kind of be like, ooh, you know, like just kind of catch your breath, you know, and you know that you're on the right track. And the thing is, is if you can accept that fear is never going to completely go away and that uncertainty is never, ever going to completely go away, then you can stop resisting it like really stop resisting it and embrace it a little. And I got to tell you, sometimes I get stuck in it too. And I've been doing this for 25 years, right? Like it's one of those things that like you're saying, Russ, though, you do get better about it and more conscious about it. You know, like I'll, um, a couple, I went back home to Massachusetts, you know, over Thanksgiving break. And I noticed I was talking to a friend and it doesn't really matter what we were talking about, but I noticed that, there was a part of me that went like, what are they going to think about me? Like I, I, I said something and I was like, it was an instant, you know, like an instant where I went, you, you know, because it was a, a, about me up leveling my life. And I was like, Oh, they're going to judge me because I'm spending so much money or I'm doing this or, you, you know, and I realized that I felt that uncertainty, right? I felt that a doubt, like, what are they going to think? Is this going to create separation? And it was so awesome because in a matter of, I don't know, 30 seconds of noticing I was uncomfortable in my body. Mm. It's like your emotions, if you can get that, it's just like your internal guidance system, like you're up to some really big things. Like if you can just take on the belief, take on the knowledge that your emotions are just your internal guidance system to kind of go, what's going on here? What's happening? What's not supporting me? What thought's not working? you know, if you can just get that. So when that moment happened for me, I started to realize I was like, like kind of ready to cover up, you know, and, and contract and get small. I was like, Whoa, what's that all about? You know, kind of like, Ooh, I'm just afraid that they're going to judge me about this. But you know what? This one thing I really love about myself, I'm going to own it. Mm. Right. And then it was like really just like a really quick, like 30 second turnaround, but it came from like, what's happening. I don't like the way that this feels what's that really about? But what do I really believe in my core and my values? And then it it happened like really, really quick, but it's about just embracing whatever feeling that is. Mm. That's a big distinction guys, because there's so many people. I know that when I sort of first started looking into, you know, this idea that your thoughts and your feelings create the outcomes in your life, right? And this mm. is sort of an idea where people talk about, people frame it in different ways, you know, like law of attraction or this and that and the other. But basically what's your, what, you're, what you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you deeply believe determines what happens in your life. So when you, when you, when you accept that idea, you, you can begin to really develop like an unhealthy paranoia of your negative emotions. Where it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling fear. I must be attracting to me all this bad stuff. And then you, you try, seriously, <laughs> right. and then you become afraid of your fear, which is like the weirdest, the weirdest thing in the world. Right. You know? I'm afraid right. that I'm afraid that I'm afraid that I'm afraid. Um, but, but the honest truth, guys, is that the, that the answer to that problem is very, very simple. You just have to accept the way that you feel. So Jane mm-hmm. accepted in that moment, okay, I'm freaking out a little bit. I accept it. 
Let me look and see what's going on. What am I thinking about? What am I feeling? What am I believing here? What am I worried about? And then you can sort of choose a better feeling thought. You can choose, okay, great. I accept I'm feeling super anxious right now. That's cool. Let me see why I'm feeling that way and let me try to move out of it. But but to sit there and go, oh, no, 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 I'm not allowed to be afraid or I'm not allowed to be anxious or I'm not allowed to, to, to feel that self-doubt. You're going to feel it. And so mm -hmm. just because you're feeling it, it doesn't mean that you're setting yourself up for some horrible failure. I actually think it means that you're, you're probably doing something that's got the power to change your life. And so when you feel that feeling in the moment, don't beat yourself up for it. Accept it. Accept right. it. And then take a look at like, okay, well, what is this trying to tell me right now? Is it just mm -hmm. like, oh God, Russ, don't screw up. That's usually what it is. Cool. Great. I won't screw up. Let me go out and, let me go out and do this, you know? Yeah, I think that all of those fears really come down to, you know, what will people think of me, mm. right? Like it all comes down to to that. What will they think? And will that lead to a loss of love or a loss of connection? The second one would be, you know, am I enough? And if I'm not enough, will that lead to a loss of love, a loss of connection, right? Like mm. those are the two primary fears that always stand in our way. Even when it comes with, you know, we'll have, have uh, clients come to us and say, well, what if I can't deliver um, my promises to my clients? That's all about, again, I'm not enough. They're not going to like me. I didn't mm -hmm. serve them enough. It'll give me loss of connection. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that most of this self-doubt revolves around one of these two questions or both of these two questions. It's, am I mm -hmm. enough? And it's what will other people think? Am I enough? Meaning like, can I actually do this? This thing that I'm that I'm trying to do, am I enough where I can actually go out and do this? And then mm -hmm. the second thing is what will other people think? Mm -hmm. So it's very odd because, you know, I feel like the internet has been a double-edged sword when it comes to this kind of thing. Right. Because you have the ability now to reach other people and to put your message in front of other people in a way that you never could before. So we've grown clients on demand very, very, very rapidly through online advertising and online marketing. I, I always I was thinking the other day, I was like, God, you know, is there any way we could have done this at all? Like if in like 1983 or something? Of course not. No. Because because. <laughs> Yeah, what are we going to do? Put it in the yellow pages? Put it in the paper? I mean, we, we could have done something, but not to right. the degree that we're doing it now. And so there's this incredible power to reach people all over the world, right? So that's great. The downside mm -hmm. is that the internet has literally given everyone a voice and everyone feels like they have to put their two cents in. And because you're just typing behind a keyboard, you're not, it's not someone standing there in front of you having a real conversation with you. It's someone just hiding behind their keyboard, basically just projecting their BS onto you. It's like we live in a world where the moment you try to do something good or the moment you try to do something worthwhile, someone is going to have something to say about it. Because just the fact that you are doing something extraordinary, or not even, let's not even say doing something extraordinary, let's just say attempting something just extraordinary. Just put yourself out there. Yes, right. just putting yourself out there is so threatening to so many other people who, for whatever reason, just are unwilling or unable to do that, that immediately you're going to have people that are trying to tear you down. Or those other people actually get 
their sense of self-worth by beating on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is like other people use that as a vehicle or a way to meet their own needs for it. Like this, you're like, I might not be up to changing the world, but you know what? I get a lot of significance by taking someone else's thoughts down by changing the world. Right. Right. And, and And I see this, especially on Twitter, you guys, like, you know, we do most of our marketing on Facebook because Facebook is a place where it's like, it's your real face. It's your real name. It's, I mean, there's at least some sense that there's a real person involved in this interaction. And, and yeah, people will still say horrible things to each other on Facebook, but on Twitter, it's like a, it's like a cesspool because you've got all these people on Twitter that maybe won't even put their real name on their Twitter account to begin with. And then number two, the, the tweet, the tweet, a tweet is limited to like 140 characters. So it's almost it almost forces you to just drop some snarky little reply in there instead of actually like putting together a coherent your thought. niceties yeah right. yeah right. exactly so so you know the clients will come on the Q and A call and they'll say hey Russ I'm about to run my Facebook ads um, I'm afraid well what's going to happen if someone says something negative on my Facebook ads or what's going to happen if somebody says something negative in my Facebook group and I say look guess what. There is a 100% chance that that is going to happen. No question Mm -hmm. about it. You cannot do anything worthwhile anymore without somebody having something to say. So we're going to talk in a minute about how you overcome that fear. But I, I, I just want you guys to understand that we're not coming on here and saying, oh, well, you're so worried what other people think. Why are you worried about that? That's never going to happen. I'm guaranteeing guaranteeing it's going to happen. If you try to do something special in this world, you are going to get someone hating on you. But what you need to understand is that that's just that person projecting. They're projecting their own fears. They're projecting their own lack of self-worth. They're trying to get a little bit of significance for themselves. Like Jane said, by tearing down successful people, your very existence in the world, the fact that you are deciding not to play by whatever their rules are and you're trying to create something beautiful for yourself and do some good in the world is so challenging and threatening to other people that they're going to try to shut you down. They're going to try to say stuff about you. It's not a question of avoiding that. Trying to avoid that is a huge, huge, huge trap, you know, if, if, because it's not about you. That's what I'm trying to say. It, yep. If you're, you could be doing a phenomenal job in the most ethical way and you could be the most brilliant like saint on the planet and someone is going to have something to say about you. I don't care who it is. Like think of anybody that you admire. I guarantee you there's millions of people hating on that person for sure, for yeah. sure. So yeah. these fears are justified, but the issue is, okay, great. How the hell do we deal with it? I think I'm going to just recap is one thing is just accept it. Like one of the things is just accept that you're going to have these feelings, like just like embrace them. Like, okay, thank you. Right. Like, like, thank you for like, this is showing me something that's coming up because I think that embracing it and that accepting of it gives you so much power to really look at like what's really going on, like what's really happening here. And when I do that, I get to, get down to what is it, what is that belief that's kind of operating? Like Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the thing that's like running me? Because there's this idea of how you're moving through and operating in the world, like your current actions and behavior. And then there's this, like who you are in your core when Mm -hmm. you're being like your most best transformed living my value self. And a lot of the times we separate those two things, Mm. especially under stress. There's like who Jane is when Jane's awesome, you you know, 
aligned with my values, having a good day, did my morning ritual, like just kicked ass on a Q&A call, right? Like there's like that Jane. And then there's the Jane that like under stress, like, oh my gosh, I just worked a million hours and my kids are fighting and they have finals tomorrow. And oh my gosh, what are we going to have for dinner? And then there's that Jane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the key is, is being able to operate congruent with who you are independent of your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you're having that moment of whether it's self, that self doubt or not believing is coming back to your core, like, Hey, I'm feeling this feeling. What's really going on. You know what? All that's really going on is I'm afraid. All that's really going on is I'm afraid of what people think. But what do I really think about that? Does it really matter? Like mm-hmm. literally you almost have to talk to yourself like you would talk to your child. You have to talk to yourself like you would talk to your, a caring friend and and walk someone through that and give yourself that minute. Give yourself th- that, like take a beat. Give yourself a little grace and allow that conversation to take place. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot will open up if you give yourself that minute to really process what's happening. Mm. Um. The other thing that I find really helpful is when you're focusing in on like, what will people think? Or what if I send this email and, you know, people don't like this email because I'm asking them to be my client. And what will my mom think? Because I'm charging, you know, $3,000 for my program or service or what will, you know, when all of that happens, what I notice is all the attention is on myself. Mm-hmm. All the attention is on me, how it relates to me. Will people like me? Am I like me, 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 me? And if I shift that and look at how am I providing service? Mm -hmm. How am I providing impact? How am I doing something that I believe makes a huge difference in the world or a person? Like it doesn't even have to be like this big, like, oh my gosh, I'm out, you know, what I do is transforming the world. And some people have really great services like that. And some people, what they do is that like, let's say they're helping another person. Um, let's just build a website. Like, how does that matter? Right. How does that, how does that contribute to the welfare and the well-being of your, of your clients that you're working right. with? And how does that contribute to the world as a whole? Because you realize one of the most one of the most powerful thoughts that I've ever come across, and that, that has helped me deal with fear, is Russ. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. So you look at like like oh my god, I'm going to do a webinar, and oh man, I hope I don't screw this up. Oh my god, there's going to be a thousand people on this webinar. Oh my god, I'm going to walk out on stage, and there's going to be hundreds of people there, or thousands of people there. Or oh, I have to do this um, breakthrough session with a potential client, and oh my god, what if they say no, or what if they hang up and they tell me that I suck? Whatever it is, it's not about you. Is it? If you're doing a webinar, you're doing it because the people watching are there to be served. They they have a problem that you can fix and it's your job to shift their understanding around that problem and get them to a point where they want to do something about it. Same thing if you're on stage. If you're on the phone with someone, it's the same thing. Either way, you are there to serve. And so when I realized that, I realized, well, hell, it doesn't really matter what anybody says about me because it's not about me in the first place. You know, it's like, it's like if someone's going to come on and just project whatever their, their nonsense is onto me, that's fine because I'm not here for me. 
I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to do some good in the world. I'm here to make a huge, huge, huge impact, you know? And and so you coming back to your values too. You got to go like, who am I really? Like, here's what I know to be true about me. What I know to be true about me is that I am so committed to people living a life that I love. Yeah. Like anybody can say whatever it is they want about me, but I can come back to here's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to people like loving their life. Right. And so anything that somebody could say about that, that's my truth. Mm-hmm. That's my truth. So if you come back to like, what are your truths, your values, what's most important to you, and you stand firmly in that, all this stuff kind of happening around you isn't going to matter so much. But if you if you if you're coming at it from a from a place of total total selfishness, where what's driving you, let's just say, is like a need to be loved. That makes it really tough because when those people come out and they're like, oh, da, 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 you know, you suck or whatever they're saying on Twitter, it, 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 it is really going to get under your skin in a, in a much more destructive way than if you're heart centered and focused on making an impact. Because if, because yes. like, look, I'll take the slings and arrows because I want to help my clients win. I don't care. Say what you want about me. I'm helping them succeed. And so I'm right. willing to do that. I'm willing to go through that fire so I can help them win. But if I was doing this for myself, like if what was driving me was like I needed to be a big shot or I, I wanted to be like a little micro celebrity or something like that, I think my skin would be a lot thinner. Um, you know, and look, and by no stretch of the imagination, am I saying that it doesn't bother me when people, you know, talk smack or whatever? Of course it does. But at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the people that we're helping. And if that's mm -hmm. what gets you out of bed in the morning and that's what your point of focus is, you are going to have so much more grit and tenacity and courage uh, where you're not, it's not going to be as important what other people think. Who cares? I don't care what some guy on Twitter thinks. I care what my clients think. Right. If I've got a thousand clients and all of them are unhappy, that's a real problem. <laughs> but if I have a thousand clients who love me and some idiot on Twitter talking smack, it's like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Yep. I think that that's really important to remember. But again, you have come back to in saying that what your core belief is about the value that you create for mm -hmm. people, right? Like that's in your bones now, but, and even in the beginning, like it might not have been in your bones. Cause like you're just starting, right? You're just right. starting your program and it just feels scary. But in the beginning, even saying that is coming back to, you know what? I'm committed, right? Here's what's great. I'm committed. I'm committed to creating something great. And that might mean sometimes along the way that I'm going to mess up. I'm going to get it wrong. I might have unhappy clients, but here's what I know to be true about me. I'm going to do my darndest to serve them right. Yeah. I'm going to do my darndest to make it right. I'm going to do my darndest to make a huge difference in my clients' lives. And that's the truth. That's the truth. And, and the thing is, if you, if you, if you never want to screw up and you never want to make a mistake, cool, don't do anything. All you have to do is just not do anything. And then you'll never make a mistake and you don't have to worry about it. Now, of course, not doing anything is a huge mistake. It's going to cost you more than anything else in the long run. But well, if it you, costs you ultimately your happiness, your lifestyle, oh, your yeah, impact, everything. your children, like relationships, all of it. But, but, but when you do set out to do something great, just understand that you are going to get attacked and, and that the if you if you can tap into what your motivation is for doing that thing and you can put your focus on other people, it's going to make it a lot more powerful, much mm -hmm. more simple to to deal with this kind of stuff. And so 
I read this book one time about this guy named Ed Lattimore. He's a boxer and he's on Twitter and he, you know, talks about stuff. But he has this book called Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. And I think that that's more true today than ever before. It's, it's absolutely true. If you can get yourself to this place where you are so dedicated to whatever your mission is and whatever you're focused on and that's your number one priority, then you're not going to care what other people think. And imagine what you could do if you really didn't care what other people think. I mean, really, where maybe it bothers you a little bit, but it's not something you're obsessed over. Maybe every once in a while you see some negative comment and you're like, F it, I don't care. And you, but you're just, you're going to keep doing your thing and you're going to keep serving the people that you were put here to serve. How much more powerful would you be? So guys, like if you're, if you're stuck in this self-doubt and this self-sabotage right now, where maybe you've gotten your business up to, to maybe half halfway where you want to go or maybe mm -hmm. you, you haven't even really taken that first step because you're just in fear and you're like oh my god what's going to happen i really want to invite you to just just connect to okay wait this thing that i'm trying to do who is it going to serve who yeah. is it going to help and if that is the gift that i have to give to the world then who the hell am i not to do that i love that i love that it all comes down to reminding yourself and standing in your greatness every single day. And that has to be an intentional thought because it's so much easier. It's so much easier when you feel like you're, you know, someone's throwing punches or maybe you're the one throwing punches at yourself because it's all in your head most of the time. Anyway, 90% of the time, this is all in your head and is never even happening in reality, by the way. Like, yeah, that's the 90%, 90%. That's another great point. 99.9% .9 of the time, no one's thinking about you at all. So it's Nobody like, cares. No one cares. Yeah, that's a really good point. Dude. You just keep scrolling. Yeah, you say, right. You don't care about Everyone is so busy. You posted on Facebook that was brave. Right. Yeah. It's just great. Cool. Like, boom. And then they're on, they're on the next thing. Well, most people are so worried about their own stuff that they don't even have time to think about like what other people are doing. But, but you will have people that are just like so triggered by the thought of you doing something that they're not sure they can do that their first reaction is going to be to hate on it. Like when we see greatness, we tend to react one of two ways, you know, the healthy way is to go, Oh my God, that person That's amazing. amazing. Like, Oh man, I wonder if I could do that. And if it's something you really want to do, you let that inspire you. Oh my God, that, that guy, that guy did this. Oh my God, I can totally do this. But the unhealthy way is to try to tear that person down because you feel like you can't measure up to what they've done. Oh, well they, they, yeah, they did that, but yeah, they, they, you know, I don't know, they inherited money or they did that, but they're this or they're smart or they're, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever bullshit story you're going to come up with might be. Or you might even be in awe of that person, but then use that as a way to get down on yourself. I think that's the third way. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, it, it's like sometimes we tear the other person down, but then other times we go, oh, that's so great for them. I could never do that. Totally. Oh, man. And I've, and you guys, look, I want you guys to understand that Jane and I have both done this. I'm thinking of a specific individual that I love that was super successful way before I ever began to experience anything like success. And, and, I, and, and I was exactly what Jane was talking about. I was so happy for this person, but at the same time, it was like, it was like eating me alive that this person was able to do all of these incredible things that he was doing. And I was just sitting there like struggling just to kind of like keep the lights on. 
and it, and it and it and it really 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 messed me up for a long time until finally I got over it and I just realized like look this person's journey has nothing to do with my journey. If this person can be successful, there's no reason I can't be successful. So instead of sitting on the sidelines worrying about whatever other everyone else is going to say, let me just dive in and take the risk. Let me get the in risk. the game. Yeah, let me get in the freaking game here. And then the moment I did that, everything in my life changed. But but yeah, you're absolutely right, Jane. You can look at these super successful people and you can say, well, yeah, but I can never do that. And that's going to kill you. That's going to kill your chances of being successful. I feel like this could be like, a question on a survey is, is like, like, how transformed are you? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like, it's a, this is a really cool self-test because I find it to be really accurate in that, like, think about somebody in your life who's up to like really big things. And are you super excited for them? And does that inspire you? Yeah. Or do you look at somebody who is up to really big things and go and tear it down? Like, oh, they were born with that or they mm -hmm. had this person to help them or must be nice to have a parent that could put you through college or, you, you know, like do you do something like that. And then the third way, are you kind of happy for them, but you still beat yourself up. And I think that's really telling to, as like a check-in of your own psychology. That's, it's, that's what I meant. No, Jane, that's a really great point because that's what I meant before by projecting. Yeah. That when, when you guys have other people that are hating on your stuff and they're posting on Facebook, all they're doing is taking their own internal story of why they can't have it and attaching it to you. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't you, it would be someone else. Mm -hmm. Any like successful person that gets dropped in their path, they're going to react one of the three ways that Jane and I talked about. And if they're reacting in a, in a way that, that oh my God, their, their ego is so fragile that the only way they could look at your success is to tear you down because they're, they're so threatened by it, they're going to do it. But what you guys need to understand is it doesn't have anything to do with you. This person is just like... Re, I want to say reacting, but not even they're, they're not even reacting. They're just like they're like mentating like they're stuck on this like feedback loop of just like, I can't do this. Oh, well, they did it. Oh, well, they must be a loser. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, they did it. Oh, they must be evil or oh, they, they you know, and, it, and, it, and it's just got nothing to do with you. So the more energy that you put into that stuff when it does come up and it will again, it will come up if you're trying to do something worthwhile, the more energy you put into that nonsense, now you're taking it and letting it infect your story. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that you really can't do because then you're yeah. going to be out there with this chip on your shoulder when really you should have just disregarded what that idiot on Twitter thought in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a great check-in is, is how you react to it and go, okay, if it's anything less than I'm totally inspired by this, then you got to say, you know what? This means I need to do some of my own psychology work. This means I need to do my own mindset work. This means I need to take the look at the beliefs that are having me show up this way, whether yeah. it's like the beliefs of tearing someone down or the beliefs of, I don't think I can do that. It's really a great jumping off point of going, okay, where do I get, where do I get to work on my own psychology? Mm -hmm. You know, Russ, we were, um, just in Hawaii for the millionaire Alliance training. And one of the things I thought it, I, I haven't told you this, but it really struck me as like just another piece of who I know you to be. And we've been friends now for a long time, work together. I don't know what are we are getting close to our fourth year, I think. Something like that. Crazy. Yeah. But what had happened is one of your friends or somebody that you had worked with before you worked for him was on the cover. I think it was, was a Forbes. Oh yeah. And what was so cool is that 
when you were sharing, like it just came out, I think when we were getting on the plane or you had just seen it or something like that. And you're telling the story of like this guy getting on Forbes. And it really struck me because every single thing that you had to say and share about this story was of genuine excitement for this man. Mm -hmm. Like it was like you were genuinely so excited that he went from where he was to being on the cover of Forbes and like what kind of person it was and what it took him to get there. And you just like, and you brought up the story like a couple of times because I was with like more people would, you know, during the trip, we were together for two weeks, you know? And so the story came up more than once. And every single time there was just this sense of congruency when you shared this story of this genuine excitement for the success that this person had. And also it spurred this like excitement about where we could go, Mm -hmm. you know, like you definitely used it as like this sense of like, like excitement for his success, but inspiration, even though it's completely not in the same at all uh, thing that we do, like it's, it's, it was completely in a different realm of, of, you know, um, businesses. But I just remember feeling when you shared that story and hearing about it, those two weeks, like I'm in the right place. Like, Mm -hmm. like I just felt like it was so on cue with your values that I don't know. I I was struck by it. And so I think that that's just really a good opportunity for people just to, like I said, just check in because I know everybody wants to be happy for someone's success, but we don't always operate like that. Right. So, so it's just a question of what you're letting it mean. If you make it mm. mean like, oh God, this other person succeeded and I'll never be able to do that. Then of course that's going to just take the wind right out of your sails. But this is a guy who was actually my old boss. He actually owned the bar that I used to bartend at. And it, and it, it wasn't just that he was in Forbes. It's that he made the Forbes 400 list, which if you guys don't know what that is, that is the list of the 400 richest people in the United States. And he was on there and he wasn't at the bottom. And I was just like, oh, my God, if he did that, there's no reason that I can't do that, too. Because, yeah. I, you know, this guy, I had always had tremendous respect for him. He was very smart, very, like, strong businessman, very committed to his 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 team and his employees, very committed to his customers. Um, but he wasn't Superman. You, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't like he wasn't any different than than any smart, hardworking, high integrity person. He really wasn't. You know, he he may work harder, he might push himself, but that's the part that you control. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything about him where it's like, oh, he had a 180 IQ and he was just this off the charts genius or something that you just can't match up to. No, it wasn't like that at all. He was a regular guy who worked his ass off and devoted himself to what he wanted to create. And believe me, this guy took the slings and arrows, okay? Like talking about people talking smack about you. Oh my God, this guy's a real estate developer in, in California. And so every time he wanted to do anything... All the, you know, he has to go through the city council and they have to approve it. And then however, they have to have all these like public forums and all these people are like saying all kinds of crazy stuff because they don't want to have to deal with the traffic about the new mall or whatever he's going to build. So this is just like what he was having to deal with just as as part of doing business, just to mm-hmm. just to get anything done. And so anyway, when I saw this, I was so unbelievably inspired because I was like, you know what, man, good for him. But I also was like, you know what, if he could do it, there's no reason we can't do it. That's too. right. Who are you? What is your identity? What is the mark you want to leave in this world? 
and what are your values? And if you are super clear about that and not only super clear, but like live inside of it every day, like every day, notice how you're living and breathing that. And that's a part of who you are. Then when all of this other stuff happens around you, and when you go to do something new and it catches your breath or emotional home, because you know who you are, you know, your identity, you know, the mark you want to leave in this world and you know what you're about. And that is the easiest way to move through life. Doesn't mean that it's going to continue and always be easy. But if you have that strong home of where you really live and you condition it every day, it gets easier. Absolutely. Then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes. You can tell us like everything that you want in your business, the impact you want to make, who you want to serve. If there's people out there talking smack, you can say, hey, there's people out there talking smack, like whatever it is, we want to hear about it. And we will help you overcome all of it, not by playing smaller, but by playing bigger and by showing up the way that you want to show up, making the impact that you want to make. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Now, if you guys are checking us out on Facebook and you want to check out our podcast, it's on iTunes and it's also on Spotify. So you can check us out there. Or if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, then come and check us out on Facebook. Come search for Clients on Demand on Facebook or search for our Facebook group, The Art of High Ticket Selling. And regardless, if you're on Facebook, set your notifications so that you get notified when we go live. You can go to our business page and there's a little notifications tab where you can go ahead and set your notifications so that you get notified when we go live so that we can you can enjoy these broadcasts with us live. JJ, thank you so much. You guys all have a fantastic week and we will see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.